Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good evening. Thank you so much for being here to celebrate the first great feast of the Lord of the liturgical year, the elevation of the Holy Cross. We call this the elevation of the Holy Cross because it was literally elevated above the people of God. Helen, St. Constantine's mother, in many ways was the first Christian archaeologist because she went to the Holy Land and asked the people where all of these events took place that happened in the scriptures. And wherever she found and confirmed that something happened, she would build a church there. And she was interested in finding where Christ was crucified. And there was a temple that was built in a place that they said that's where he was crucified. So she had the temple raised, and in the foundation, in the dirt, they found three crosses. And she went to the bishop and said, I think I might have found the true cross. How do we know? He said, well, I have a, an ill woman in our parish. Let's walk her by and see what happens. And when she passed by the true cross, she was healed. And so they took the true cross into the church. And in the old churches, they, they have this thing called the Amvon, an elevated place from which they would read the gospel and preach so that the voice could carry in days when they weren't lucky enough to have microphones and speakers like I do. And the bishop took the cross and lifted it up on the amvone for all to see. And that is what is called the elevation of the Holy Cross. And Paul's words to us in his epistle on this feast day are more apropos now than probably in my entire lifetime. And that is, the cross is a stumbling block for those who do not believe. Because the cross makes no rational sense. And we live in an era where we have made an idol out of reason. And we have entire groups of people who do not wish to understand or believe in anything that they can't explain rationally. And so therefore the cross is a stumbling block. Because how does the creator of all things becoming a human being in order to be tortured and crucified and die make any rational sense? How does it make any rational sense that, as we say in the hymns during Vespers, that Moses once prefigured Christ with his battle against Amalek, the tyrant, and God told him to stand up on a hill, not to fight, not to direct his armies and tell his soldiers what to do, but to stand up on a hill with his arms outstretched as if he were crucified. He said, as long as you keep your arms up, your soldiers will win. If you lower your arms, your soldiers will lose. And lo and behold, when his arms got tired and he started lowering his arms, his men began to lose. So two other men came up and helped him keep those arms elevated so his men could win. How is this rational? It's not rational. It makes no rational sense. It just is. And in order to really understand the cross and to really understand the power of the cross, we have to first be able to leave reason behind and open our hearts to the possibility 
of God. As we say in the prayer prior to the reading of the gospel, shine within our hearts, O loving master, your divine knowledge. We don't say send your divine knowledge to our mind. We say send it to your to our hearts because the first thing necessary to understand the cross, the first thing necessary to understand the gospel is a relationship with God. We must learn to acknowledge God as persons in the same way that we acknowledge each other as human beings. We don't acknowledge each other with reason. We don't say good morning and kiss our spouse or our children because it's rational. We do it because we love them and love is not a rational thing. And then the prayer says, open the eyes of our mind that we may comprehend the proclamations of your gospel. It is only when we open our hearts and have a relationship with God that our minds can begin to comprehend these things that make no rational sense. And then we see the reason behind them, which is the great, magnificent plan of God to rescue us from sin, corruption, and death. And again, this doesn't make sense unless you first begin with that relationship with God, with the possibility that there is a being that exists in that human experience where reason has no hold, that reason doesn't really exist or have its place. Because yes, we are rational beings, and yes, God expects us to use our reason as the prayer before the gospel states, that we comprehend with our minds. But human beings are also irrational beings. We are full of emotion. We are inspired to do things not through logic or a step-by-step process, but simply because the idea pops in our head through the grace of the Holy Spirit. We look into the eyes of other human beings and we adore them for no good reason at all other than something moves our heart and love follows. What is rational about the way that a mother thinks of her child? Most mothers would willingly give their life so that their child might survive. That's not rational. And so just as a mother is willing to die for the life of their child, so too is our Father who art in heaven willing to send his only begotten Son to go to the cross to save all of his children. Again, once we start that relationship and think in terms of relationship, it starts to make sense. But if we ignore the possibility of the irrational, if we cut off that entire part of our being wherein we experience things like relationships and beauty and emotions, we cut off the possibility of a relationship with God. And that is the great tragedy of the modern era, that we think so little of ourselves that we need to sever off an entire part of our experience in order to try to make sense of the world. When the real sense of the world necessarily requires
the totality of human experience. And again, we know this because Christ himself embraced the totality of our humanity because he got angry, he cried, he loved. So we need in our lives as Orthodox Christians to remind people that yes, we as human beings are indeed irrational and rational being and that the world really only makes sense when we fully embrace and acknowledge both just as God did when he went to the cross. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forever and to the ages of ages.